Oranges and apples. Yeah, I'm good. I like fruit that you don't like, so. Yeah, watermelon. I don't like watermelon and strawberries. And I like both of those. But, uh, <laughs> strawberry margaritas, here I come. I didn't say I don't like a strawberry marg, but I don't like strawberries. Yeah, but sometimes they put fresh strawberry in it. It's really oh, good. well, then you have to say, no, sir, ma'am. I do what I want. No. We have. Some more stories to tell. Okay, so we're going to start off with the final episode of Stars on Mars. Stars on Mars. William Shatner has the remaining celebronauts, that is Adam, Paul, Kat, Portia, and Tanache, write down one question for each other in order to help them determine to vote for the final round. So, like they would, you'd say, hey, why do you think that you deserve to be in the final three? Or, like, yeah. did you play missions to win the mission? Or did you have strategy so that you could get to the end? So basically, something like that. Then Shatner gathers them all, gives them a piece of paper, and tells them to rank everybody including themselves one to five one being most critical five being least critical and then the top three move on to the next round so Tanache, Portia and Adam make it to the next round and they all have the same amount of votes so then Kat and Paul get extracted yeah you get the boot now correct for a second, correct me if I'm wrong. Adam, Tanache, and Portia are the original crew. Yeah, they had a click. Yeah. Yep. Because they were like the click people. They were they got to spend the evening, you know, hanging out and chit chatting because they also had to record their message that's gonna be if they win get sent back to Earth. Mm. Yeah. So they're like, Ah, oh, original three <laughs> Yeah, blah. <laughs> so then the next morning they have to take the quiz of knowledge. Uh, and that includes anything that happened, you know, during their time on Mars and also reading the HAB manual. <laughs> yeah. So well that's about to go over. The first one to answer five questions correctly gets to go to the next phase. Then the person after that to answer five goes and then the final person gets extracted and Shatner hits the do not press button which ends the life support so they have five minutes so question one was Mars's two moons are named and then they give you three options I knew that it was uh, Phobos and Deimos so yay I got one Adam and Tanache got that one right Question two was a clip 
of Marshawn saying IYD, and he's like, what does IYD mean? I knew that. That was, I'm yo daddy. All three of them got that. Question three was, if you walked on Mars without a spacesuit, your blood would, and then the answer was boil. I said freeze. I got it wrong. <laughs> but Tanache got that one right. So it's it's three, two, and one at this point. Question four, Mars is red because its soil contains high amount of, and then I knew this, iron, iron. oxide. Yeah. So Portia got that one right. I knew one. So it was three, two, two. Then question five, what is the largest crater on Mars? I knew this. It's the Hellas Basin. And Portia and Adam got that one. How do you know that? I don't know. I played Jeopardy. You know useless information. Stuff sticks in there. Question six, what is the shortest season on Mars? I guessed fall, and it was fall. So they're all tied at three. Hold on. Mars has seasons? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. So it's like, just like us here? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Question seven, the first rover to land on Mars. I did not know this one. It's the Sojourner. The what? Sojourner. Sojourner. Who the heck comes up with these names? NASA. I don't know. I thought they are supposed to be smart. Make it easy. <laughs> Question eight. Who was the first person to see Mars through a telescope? I knew this one was Galileo. And then I would have taken off because I would have gotten my five right. <laughs> Actually, I would have gotten my five after the shortest season on Mars, so suck it. And I didn't even have a manual. Ha 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 Oh, so, so they could look at the manual for the answers? No, but they had a manual to read all this stuff and study. Oh, it's out. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam got that one right, and then he took off. And uh, question nine, the diameter of Mars is, and I didn't know this, who the hell, whatever. Uh, it was 4,220 miles. Tanache got that one right. And then, How? I don't know. She guessed. It was between the high one and the low one. So, yeah. Oh, so it was a 50-50. <laughs> so then Portia, you know, gets sent home. The next part is they have to drive to the their rover to the missile location. Yeah. So Adam's ahead of Tanache. <laughs> and once they get there, they have three phases. They have to first they have to open up their crate in the back of the rover. Uh, read the directions, Adam which he does not. Then phase one, you have to connect three solar panels to each other and the satellite using five cables of varying length. Adam does not realize that. He just starts pulling the cables out and hooking them up. Snappy snap. So then when he gets to like the fourth cable and goes to plug, he plugs it into the solar panel and walks back to the satellite to hook it in and he knocks the solar panel over because he's like it's cords too short then adam was like up to four and then that's when he got the oopsie and was like wait a minute um these are different lengths well tanache read the directions and she caught up and then moved on to the next phase 
So phase two was to, you have to use three pairs of wires to complete the assembly of the satellite. So she's... assembly required. It's like kind of sticking your charger cord into your phone. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if you don't do it the right way, it won't go in. Yeah. So she's like, I can't, this stupid thing won't go in. (laughs) And I'm like, are you sure you have it the right way? Turn. So then Adam catches up, and then he's, like, like doing the same thing. Why don't you go in? Pivot. Well, he, Pivot. He, he, his goes in. He's like, oh, okay. He figured it out. So he's got, like, he's going on his third pair, and she's like, Adam, I'm stuck. And he goes, just flip it around. So she's like, what? And she flips it around, and sure enough, it goes in. I'm like, Durr. But she's too far behind and Adam Adam finishes phase two then moves on to phase three which is he has to remove the nose cone raise the satellite insert his disc containing his little message and then boop hit the button and begin transmitting and woo he won it just sounds so meh (laughs) like it wasn't like fully exciting. Well, when you see Shatner standing out there going, come on, guys, come on! And then Adam knocking stuff over and he's like, Adam, what are you Adam, what are you doing? Oh my God, Adam, what are you doing? Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you tell him, Shatner. He didn't didn't know what he's doing. Messing around with his stupid cords because he didn't read the directions. He's like, um, I don't read directions. Why would I start now? And I'm like, I don't know. To win the challenge, it's ding, ding. Oh, so you, you want to do uh, the second part of Only Murders in the Building? Or do we want to go to Ahsoka? Dun, dun, dun. Let's go with Ahsoka since it's new. Get ready for my horrible telling of the first episode of Ahsoka. On Disney Plus, please note that we are not affiliated with any show whatsoever at all. We are just two girls chitty chitty chat chat. We are about shows. Associated with ourselves. Amen. It opened okay, there's a scroll, but I <laughs> we t- you don't read the scroll until I like did, the fifth or sixth episode. But I don't remember what it said. Like, and you know how many times I had to rewatch just to fulfill I think those? It, I think it had something about, it's probably about Thrawn, but I'll explain that later. Yeah. Okay, so you have a spaceship coming in to a new Republic carrier. And the one of the people said, oh yeah, so they're claiming to be Jedi. And the commander goes, Haha, I'll go take care of this. Because uh-huh. he likes to, you know, call out um, fake Jedi and stuff. Uh-huh. So these two people walk out in the robes and everything. And he's like, so you're a Jedi. And the guy goes, yes. And he goes, yeah, whatever. Uh, let's see your ID. And then the dude pops out his lightsaber and kills the dude. What? Yeah. That's an ID. Yeah. (laughs) So then they proceed to kill, like, 
everybody on the ship. So um, not Jedi. Well, okay. The fact that they're using red lightsabers kind of gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, they're bad. For but people that know Star yeah. Wars. Yes. They're bad. So then they free Morgan Elsbeth, who was captured <gasps> by Ahsoka Tano in season two of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yep. So that's just a little backstory for anybody that didn't see The Mandalorian. And we do discuss it in our Star Wars episode. Yeah, so you can check that out. The two bad guys are Balin Skull, a former Jedi who disappeared at the end of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and his apprentice, Shin Hati, which, by the way, she looks like, it just looks like Billie Eilish. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to... So then you see Ahsoka Tano the former apprentice to Anakin Skywalker, and she is standing outside the ruins of a temple. She then uses her two white lightsabers, and then she cuts a hole around her and then drops into the temple below. She solves some weird uh, moving puzzle and then grabs her prize, a golden ball thingy. That's right, very descriptive. Golden Golden ball. ball thingy. Then she hops back up, and as she does, she's attacked by several robots that want the golden ball thingy. And she destroys one of the robots and wounds, like, one of the other. And then they set their self-destruct. Self-destruct sequence. Oh, yes. And she gets out just in time because her robot assistant, Hu Yang, swoops in and picks her up on the ship. Woohoo! And Hu Yang is voiced by Doctor Number 10, David Tennant. Doctor Who, people. Doctor Who. Yeah. I don't remember Hu Yang on Rebels or Clone Wars. I don't recognize I, the name at all. I will have to go and look it up. Research. Then Ahsoka contacts General Hera Syndulla from Rebels and tells her that she found the map, which is that golden ball thingy. It's apparently it's a map, but doesn't know how to open it. Hera tells her to go to Lothal and talk to Sabine, uh, who is Ahsoka's former apprentice. Uh, she also tells Ahsoka that Morgan was freed and shows her the footage of the two lightsaber-wielding people. people. And that's when Hu Yang says, oh, that's Balin's skull. Okay, so at the destroyed temple, uh, Morgan shares that she can tell that the map was taken and not destroyed and uh, she knows because this was the temple of the witches of uh, Dathomir which are they're bad yeah Yeah, they're they're bad bad. they're bad Um, and that Morgan was one so Balin sends his apprentice the Billy Eilish looking chick to Lothal to get the map retrieve the map now Lothal is the main planet in the show Rebels, but you don't need to know that because we're telling you that it's not really important. Uh, the one thing that is important is they have cute little cats called Loth oh Cats. Gosh. Shut up. So on Lothal, there's a, <laughs> a ceremony that to celebrate their freedom from the Empire. 
and Sabine, who was one of the main members of the rebellion, supposed to be there, but instead she takes off and heads to the old comm tower that she calls home. Well, Ahsoka goes and has a little chit-chat with her, explains that the golden ball thingy is a map and if they can get it to open she thinks it will lead them to Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn and possibly their friend Jedi Ezra Bridger. Bridger sacrificed himself in the Rebels cartoon years earlier by taking Thrawn through the wormhole that he opened. And when they went through, the, a whole bunch of purgles, which are those big whales Wolves. that r- ride mm-hmm. the uh, hyperspace, a bunch of those. Very pretty. So Ahsoka leaves Sabine with the golden ball thingy to try to figure out how to open it. And she heads back to the capital. Later that evening, Sabine is messing around with the map and finally gets it to open then she goes to make a copy and then her loath cat that's in there goes Uh yeah so then a you know that's bad news robot busts in pushes her against the wall grabs the ball smashes all her shit and that was just rude i know and then takes off so she gives chase and then just as she catches up to the feller robot guy. He, she runs into that Billie Eilish chick. chick. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then she gets her lightsaber and they start That's fighting. Pew, pew, pew! Pew, 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 pew! And Ahsoka is hauling Batuti because they got an alert that there was a droid out there. So they head out there and just as Ahsoka shows up the uh, Shin, who's the Billy Eilish woman chick, stabs Sabine right in the stomach with her lightsaber and then take off. Oh. And I think that was the end. Overall, very good first episode of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Go watch it if you haven't watched it already. Uh, Disney, keep it going. The way things are right now, who knows when anything's coming out because we're in the middle of a writer's strike and a, a actor strike and... COVID 2.0 coming don't even Don't even start. <laughs> don't even start. I am just saying. I'm just saying it's out there. Everybody's been blowing up about it. I, I don't know about your TikTok no, uh, my TikTok has kitties and kitties. Well, look, some people distract you talking about food, and then the next thing you know, kitties. It's that. Um, but no, Instagram. you know what it has? It has. I'm lear- I'm trying to figure out how to make kitty soup because our cats are being little assholes. They won't eat the little chunky stuff, and they won't eat the pate. They drink all the gravy and then walk look, off. So look. we're trying to make soup. I did what you told me to. Sorry, guys. This is totally off topic. But I did what you told me to. I made the homemade dog food. Mm-hmm. Tried it out with my dogs. Tried it out with uh, Zeni Weenie. And now that's all they want. They don't want the freaking food whenever we're on an emergency run out of town somewhere. And all I can get is the food from the store. You know I'm talking about the little packets or whatever. Mm-hmm. They sit there. What's that? They're, that's right. They want the good shit. Bougie. No, Bougie. they know healthy, good shit. 
Do you ever so. notice when they're walking around in the backyard, they only eat certain grass? They eat the good grass. So, other funny story is my mom, she's like, you know, how do you make this? And, of course, my Aunt Desi is, too. How do you make it? So, I sent them the recipe mm-hmm. like you sent me. And I'm like, but you can substitute. You can have venison. You can have pork. You can have chicken. You can have turkey. But the turkey is the best for them. And you can have all sorts of other vegetables, too, whatever's in season. Except avoid these vegetables and mm-hmm. these seasonings and try not to put as much salt in there because a couple need, of the puppies yeah. are already fat enough. Yeah. So, anywho, my dog could probably use it. I'm just saying. Mm. He's nothing but bone. Um, he's, he's perfectly healthy, everybody. He's 14 years old now, so he's just old. And, and she's like, this tastes like... A, she ate the food. She's like, this tastes like an egg roll. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much an egg roll inside out. <laughs> so does hers smell like peanut butter? No, or is it just ours? Just, you're so weird when you say that. I'm like, what? And I think it's okay. We use macaroni noodle, and I use spiral noodle. So same concept. But we did use rice on Zinis. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it on Stefan's and them because probably didn't do it on Princess though. Maybe she wouldn't eat as much. Oh no, she will. Probably. She's fatty. She's teething, and it's driving me nuts. She's eating electrical up court. Well, when she gets electrocuted. I'm waiting for it. It'll, the day will come. The day but will yeah, come. yeah, ours smelled like peanut butter. Clear. I know. <laughs> so, there was all that. So, that, that so that's what's on my TikTok. Is I'm trying to find cat soup. And so far, it's you boil chicken, and then... Pull the chicken out. You shred the chicken, pour a little of the chicken water in the blitzer and then blitz it and voila and i'm like they're just eating yummy yeah well, they're they're carnivores meat eaters meat source because they'll eat those um little lickable treat things oh those choice whatever that brand is yeah they eat think of it. yeah they go crazy for those i am a dog and apparently a bird person so, which birds like certain fruits and stuff like that, but then they get lazy with it. But right before they lay their eggs, they like fresh fruit. Okay. Mine's finally laying eggs. I'm like, what the heck? What the heck do you do with them? Throw them away? Have to. Yeah. Because they're not fertilized. If I had a male to fertilize, then I could sell the baby birdies, but I'm not going can to. You make, can you make little baby omelets? I'm not I'm eating just saying, that I don't egg. know. It's an egg. It is an egg. I'm not eating it. I take care of that baby. I'd feel guilty. I'd feel bad throwing the egg outside. But in all fairness, when she laid them, she laid them from up top. So they already kind of cracked. So it was just like, let's keep them out of there before she found out what and it's they a, were. It's a parakeet, right? Cockatiel. Whatever. <laughs> so are they like little marbles? Like little baby so, tiny weeny? Yeah, they're a little bit bigger than a marble. They're probably about... A little bit bigger than a marble, like one of the large marbles or something. Or a bouncy ball. Oh, okay. About the size of a bouncy ball. That's the best thing I can explain. Anyway. How did it come out of that tiny bird? I know. And I'm like, when, she did it over the weekend. So, you know, we were down at the lake house. So she just went boop, boop, and popped two out. And, and birds, depending on their age and breed and stuff, they can ha- lay more than one to 
one of I think it was one to five eggs. Because the first bird I had only ever laid one egg, and it was like once every few months. And this one laid two, and I was like, oh boy. But they're kind of like a grayish white, and of course it's got caca on it, so you know, nasty shoe wash stuff. Bird butt. Yay! If anybody knows of any good cat soup recipes, send it to us. I need my little dum-dums to eat. They need to quit being so persnickety. They do. And you're... Oh, oh, we told everybody last time, right? Well... That Meow Meow came in. Yeah, Meow Meow. We we defied sister. Yep, Meow Meow is now part of the family, and in three weeks he gets his nip nips nop nop. So painful. I know well, it's not, but... I took him to the vet to get his shots and everything, and she goes, Well, for a minute there, I thought maybe he was fixed because he has, like, a notch in his ear. Because they do that around here to for trap-neuter release if they're feral. Um. They put a notch in their ear it, when they fix them. Well, he just got into a fight, so... And wow. she goes, Yeah, I thought he was... You know, maybe it was fixed because I saw the notch in his ear. And she goes, but then I s- turned him around and he got some cojones. And I was like, <laughs> yes, he does. I was like, the ear thing was a fight. So we'll go back to season one of Only Murders in the Building. So I left off with them thinking it was Sting and it really wasn't. They were able to eliminate him as a suspect. So we're at, basically, who is the killer? Come on. Oliver spent some time with his son, you know, only to find out that Mabel knew Tim Kono. He is like, oh, yeah, Dad. They used to hang out here in the building all the time. They were friends. (gasps) What? She knew Tim Kono? Is Mabel now a suspect? Well, I guess we're going to find out. So Oliver briefs Charlie on the new information about Mabel. They decide to tail her to see where she's going. And the car is hilarious. The car (laughs) ride is hilarious. The the whole scene scene right there is just awesome. Right before the car scene, Mabel sets out to try to make sense of the note that she found in Tim Kono's apartment. While walking, she sees a man walking behind her wearing like this tie-dye hoodie, right? Could this be the guy that Charles saw walking up the stairs when the murder occurred? Who knows? Let's find out. Mabel managed to tackle down the guy and realized it's her old friend, Oscar. Can we talk about how she did that? She walked, he's behind her, then they turn the corner, and then she runs at him, and then like jumps, like bear hug style and I thought it was hilarious. I was like um okay that's a style I guess so for so for some of you guys that don't know Oscar used to date Zoe back in the day when they were all friends and he was the one that was blamed for Zoe's murder and has been in jail this whole time Oscar offers Mabel help with whatever she's doing so he she's like yeah sure come on da 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 like we were talking about the scene was absolutely funny and Oliver and Charles are absolutely terrible at telling people okay mm-hmm. this this car is vintage I'll, I'll say that it's vintage it's kind of a very mustardy yellow oh. and then kind of orange on the hood it's it's a very standout car 
Yes, and of course, you know, it's it's just all oh, the engine smoke. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. It just needs to cool off for a minute. And then it's like, you know, they're they're driving. They're like, oh snap, she's with tie dye guy. He kidnapped her. No, no, she's with him. Well, I'm gonna call and find out. No, I'm out. Da da da. She lied to me. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing in together was hilarious. You just, you had to watch it. Going on with that, Mabel ends up at a tattoo parlor and an old friend of theirs named Tavo Her is there. Yes. And of course, you know, here comes Oliver and Charles barging in to confront the scene that mm-hmm. they think is going on. And Tavo's like, okay, guys, I don't know what's going on here, but y'all want to know about Tim. And he ends up telling them that Tim stumbled onto a black market jeweler and suspected he'd be killed by this this dealer named Angel. So, oh no, we have another suspect. So, back at the Arconia, Teddy plays a recording of Cindy Canning, which is the Everything's Not Okay in Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. In Oklahoma, where they idolize these po- the podcast to start their own. Um, and she talks about their podcast of Only Murders in the Building, which gets him all excited. And he offers Oliver another check for the podcast. So handing it over to him, Mabel, Charles, and Oliver all notice and realize that Tay's check says Angel Industries. And, of course, he goes into detail explaining why it's called that. And, again, they walk out, did we just get another suspect, you know, type thing. Meanwhile, all that's going on. Detective Williams, who was the original detective the, in, in the first episode of the murder that pretty much tells him, hey, y'all need to know. She hates effing podcast sleuth people. Yes. Bullshit. Yes. She's the one who ruled Tim Kono's death as a suicide. And she starts second guessing things because her significant other is listening to this podcast and she ends up listening to it too. And she goes back over her reports and documents and the process and realizes not everything was done correctly. Phone wasn't processed. The the blood work wasn't sent off. Mm -hmm. And a few other things I think here and there. But overall stuff was done wrong. Then we get to Charles and Mabel decide to sneak into Teddy's apartment and they find this long hallway full of urns. Upon further investigation, they discover the uh, urns have jewelry in there and their sponsor is a grave robber. The door ends up opening up to the apartment and they hide. And it's Theo, which is his son that's deaf. So the door opens, they hide, and Theo comes um, in the apartment, uh, he walks into the next room. So as Charles and Mabel are sneaking out, they think they got away. Like, ah, oh, he didn't catch us. Do, do, mm-hmm. do, do, do. Um, little do they know, Theo saw them leave. You know, he's kind of like, oh, sugar, what do we do? So a memory flashback occurs where Zoe and Theo basically were interacting in the elevator with his father just hours before Zoe's death. Theo looks like he has some guilt because you find out he is the reason for Zoe's death. Something happened on that roof and he was the cause of it and Mr. Tim Kono saw it and Teddy threatened him if he told. Oliver, Mabel, and Charles have developed a fan base following them in their podcast and they basically wait outside the Arconia to see the host and see what when they're going to drop the next podcast. So Charles goes on his date with Jan, the bassoon player, and ends up hitting a home run. Theo ends up kidnapping Mabel and Oliver um, and basically threatens them, telling them they will publish 
their next uh, podcast episode uh, saying that they were wrong about who their theories were for the murder. And so after they return to the Arconia, Mabel and Oliver get with Charles to inform them of this new information. They all agree and decide they will publish the episode convicting Teddy for the murder because of the jewelry and all that. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, Detective Williams meets up with the trio and telling them they need a... And I quote, it was who, the how, the why, why now? Yeah. But I'm like, what? She gets at, they return to the Arconia to brainstorm further. Now with Charles' new girlfriend, Jan, helping out. But Jan's theories are odd and they basically like push them out the way. Like, yeah, those are dumb. They bring in their new fans off the street to kind of help them sharpen their idea and search. Detective Williams end up receiving the toxicology report. Tim Kona was poisoned before he was shot. In the meantime, Charles feels horrible about dismissing Jan's theories and decides to go take her flowers. When all of a sudden, he finds her on the floor with a bloody stab wound. Charles takes care of Jan while she's in recovery. A knock on the door uh, occurs and his Brazo stunt double shows up. Zaz... I can't pronounce that Pataki. There you go. Played by our one of our favorite actresses, Jan Lynch. If y'all don't know her, she's the coach lady in Glee. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. I like her as an actress. She's really funny. And her whole skit and all this is just hilarious. Like, she, she looks like Charles. She walks like him. Everything. I mean, she was perfect. Oliver goes to discover... That he's been officially uh, evicted or received an eviction notice. Um, the Arcadia board calls all the tenants to a meeting to discuss the podcast in their building. And basically all the tenants are like, oh, it's ruining my life, blah, blah, blah. We want them all evicted. Uh, and all of them are really wanting them evicted except for our buddy Howard, you know, Evelyn's owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then Bunny threatens him, and he's like, yeah, okay, me too. Yeah, he just, he folds like a... House of cards. Yep. <laughs> Charles decides he doesn't want to do the podcast anymore. Following behind him, Oliver and Mabel try to change his mind, and they go into his apartment, basically, where Zaz is keeping Jan company. And Zaz randomly suggests that Tim's murderer could have been a crime of passion. And they're like, we never thought about that avenue before. So basically, Mabel and Oliver decide to go question more people because Charles is like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to spend time with my girlfriend. So they they go and ask questions about uh, Tim's extracurricular activities with his neighbors. And they find out that he had somebody. They don't know who, but they heard the lady. Um, They recall some specialty items is what I'm calling them. Yeah, they go you know through what the, you mean. They go through the his sex toys. Specialty items. Whatever. Anyway, they find him in his apartment and while going through them again, they figured out that they aren't all specialty items, but they are bassoon tools, specifically ones for cleaning. Jan and Tim we're sleeping together. She's the only bassoon player in the Arconia, so mm-hmm. it's automatically assumed it's her. And other stuff starts to come together, like the matching trash bag, liners, and all that. Meanwhile, Charles is in his own world. He's telling Jan, I'm in love with you. And she's like, oh, I love you too. And he's like, I want to go see you play. And she's like, oh, I really don't want you to go play, see me play. But he goes anyway and sees that she's not number one chair. She lied. And Charles ends up getting a nosebleed and leaving early. 
Oliver and Mabel are hurrying to warn Charles of what's going on. And they tell him that Jan's the prime suspect now and tells him why. He doesn't really believe it at first. So he's like, I'm going to ask her about Tim. And she notices the bassoon player uh, cleaner that Oliver and Mabel brought into the apartment. And she's like, oh, did I leave this here? Confirming it was hers. Charles secretly decides to record the conversation to get her to confess that she murdered Tim. So she eventually confesses, obviously. And then Jan poisons the handkerchief she gives Charles so he ends up inhaling it quickly and becomes incapacitated the scene again was really really funny with him after he was like trying to get back up you know he's like trying to crawl and then here we go with the elevators again up down up down it was funny I enjoyed it while Jan's just trying to get away no she's gonna she's gonna blow up remember she's gonna blow up the building yeah she's gonna blow up the building but she was like scurrying away in the process you know she's turning all the gas on to the building and all these fireplaces she's gonna blow it up after successfully catching Jan they arrest her for her crimes right and then the guys finish the podcast the trio end up celebrating on the rooftop uh, when they run out of wine And then Mabel offers to go down to her apartment to pick up some more wine. So she goes downstairs when they all receive a text to get out of the building now. And they don't know who it's from. It's an unknown number. Rushing down the hallway to get Mabel, Oliver and Charles discover her in her apartment on her knees with blood all over her body. And there's a body on the ground with blood in a tie-dye hoodie. The body rolls over and they basically discover it's Bunny, the landlord or the chairman of the Arconia. She is dead with a netting needle in her chest. The last thing we see in the episode was the trio being arrested. Season one, complete. Let me tell you something. That season was all sorts of, huh, what? And it was constantly go. I don't think there was a dull episode. There was even a very cool episode I didn't mention where it's Theo's point of view of the whole thing uh, for the majority of the episode. Oh, and there's no sound. And there's no sound, really, uh, other than when people are talking and he's reading their lips. But, yeah, no. Overall, like I said, it was a a good episode. Or season. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it was a good season. Season two was, I thought, just as good, which we'll, we'll go down that avenue and talk about it and then... We'll roll right into season three because season three is currently going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's great. Go out there and watch it if you haven't. I'll tell y'all how we're actually heading to a Native American festival in Oklahoma. So we're going to go up to it and I'll tell y'all all about it when I get back. It's always fun. I, I enjoy it very much. That's all we got. Guys, have a fun and safe week, weekend. Enjoy. Uh, if you got anything for us, note it down in the comments. Send us an email. Whatever you want to do, whatever you're listening on, just let us know. And, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.